الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم من ذا الذي يقرض الله قرضا حسنا فيضاعفه له أضعافا كثيرا والله يقبض ويبسط إليه ترجعون قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصدقة تطفئ خضب الربح وتدفع ميتة السوء أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Allah Ta'ala is Khaliq and everything and everybody is Makhluk. Allah Ta'ala himself states in the Quran Sharif, Allahu al-Ghaniyu wa antum al-Fuqara. Allah Ta'ala is independent and you are totally in need. Allah Ta'ala is still asking, Mandal ladhi yukridullaha qardan hasana? Who is it that will give Allah Ta'ala a good loan? Obviously, Allah Ta'ala is not in need of anything from anybody. But there is a system Allah Ta'ala has placed in dunya. And this dunya is a test. And we need to gain passage to the akhirat. Just as dunya, there are various things that we do in order to fulfill our day-to-day needs. We adopt various means. So, in order to get to Jannah also, the means have to be adopted in dunya. It will happen with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, but the means have to be adopted here in dunya. Allah Ta'ala has made this the place to acquire the jannat. At dunya, mazra'atul akhirah. This dunya and this world is the planting field of the akhirah. What a person plants here, that is what he will reap there. A person plants roses, you get roses. A person plants weeds, you get weeds. Doesn't happen that a person planted a weed and is expecting roses to come out of it. Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat, everything is in it. But the system in this dunya is that a person plants roses, he get roses. He plants weeds, he get weeds. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala is not in need of anybody or anything. But just as there are many, many things in the Qur'an Sharif which are expressed in a way that we understand it. <coughs> in order to bring things to our understanding. What is our understanding? Our understanding is that if you tell somebody that gives something, that there is a certain reservation. Now when you give it, it is going to be gone. Depending now, how big a thing might be or how small it might be accordingly. Sometimes if it's something small it might have, you might have no reservations. Something that a person, people say this is something of sentimental value. 
and this is something I can't ever part with because it's got sentimental value. Right? So the thousand rands, we say no, no, can't ever part with it. Somebody suddenly offered fifty thousand rands, all the sentiments are forgotten. <laughs> so in any case, when a person is asked to give something, his mind goes in a, another mode that if I'm going to give it away, then it's gone. I parted with it, that's the end of it. But um. if somebody is told to lend something, then in his mind he is that I'm lending it, it hasn't gone anywhere. I'm loaning it, it'll come back. Allah Ta'ala is using the same expression in order to bring something to us. That look, if you're giving something for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, hmm. Allah Ta'ala is not in need. <coughs> but this is your need to gain the akhirat. But this need of yours also, what you are parting with, hasn't gone anywhere. Rather it comes back in dunya a person lends something and then he lends it with the condition of taking back more. One is if a person has given somebody a loan and the condition was that how much was given that is what will be returned. But at the time of paying back the person of his own accord without any precondition, without any demand from the lender he gives something extra that's not just permissible, something preferable. Mm. Something even rewarding. But provided that there wasn't any condition and neither is there any demand from the lender that you must give something more. At the time of payment also he's not asking anything. He doesn't want anything further. But in dunya, if a person has made this condition that I want something more that will become haram, complete forbidden, that is one of the worst crimes, interest. The Quran says there is nothing else that has been, any warning has been sounded against anything else like the warning sounded against interest. There are many, many warnings sounded in the Quran says the warning of Jahannam on various wrong actions, warning of the punishment of Allah Ta'ala, warning of the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. When it comes to the aspect of interest, Allah Ta'ala says, فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا Oh, you believe, forsake this interest. Something Allah Ta'ala detests. Then Allah Ta'ala says, If you don't take heed, you continue indulging in this, then the warning, Beware of war with Allah and His Rasul Now, a person, if he's waging war against insan, no matter how outnumbered he might be, or whatever, how out-resourced he might be, but there's still some way, maybe, some miraculous way, he might just still overcome the enemy. And Allah Ta'ala has made that happen for the Sahaba. That we are a small number of Sahaba, a few thousand, are overrunning a few hundred thousand. Battle of Muta, few thousand overran a few hundred thousand. Allah Ta'ala made it happen. In dunya it is possible that against insan something might work out. But if somebody is at war with Allah Ta'ala, what chance does he have? Not that I think, As far as the person takes extra in dunya as a condition, that is he is destroying everything. Yamhaqullahu riba wa yurbis sadaqat. Allah Ta'ala says, Yamhaqullahu riba. Allah Ta'ala uproots the riba. Not destroys it totally uproots it. One is, for example, a tree, it has been destroyed. So now it burned down, whatever, but the trunk, the roots are still in the ground. Mm. The roots are in the ground, it grow again. 
But one is it's been uprooted. Allah. It's uprooted was left. What's the chance of it even growing again? So that's the word that Allah Ta'ala uses. Yamhaqullahu riba. Allah Ta'ala uproots the interest. Meaning now whatever that interest got mixed up with. So that capital and that halal wealth also in which this interest got mixed up in. Everything now will go with it. Because of the branches, when the root has come out, the branches and leaves and fruit and everything is gone. Yamhaqullahu riba wa yurbi sadaqat. Allah Ta'ala uproots that riba. Totally annihilates it, destroys it. And Allah Ta'ala increases the sadaqat. Allah Ta'ala causes it to grow, nurtures it. It appears that something went away, it didn't go anywhere. It's just something that has been invested. <laughs> so in any case, we were talking about that Allah Ta'ala is not in need of anything, of anybody. Allah Ta'ala is saying, manzal ladhi yukhridullaha qardan hasana. Who will give Allah Ta'ala a good loan? And what will be the return? So now this is our mentality that if something is going as a loan, then we're happy. Then it's going to come back. But this kind of loan is that loan which is a pure loan, an investment loan, not something where there's any haram involved. Allah Ta'ala will multiply it many fold for him. In one hadith sharif it is reported that when the ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed مَثَلُوا الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَمْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلْ فِي كُلِّ سُمْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَعِ That an example of those who spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala Path of Allah Ta'ala This is something that is very very broad Anything that will take a person to Allah. Every step, every act, every deed, every little thing that a person does to comfort somebody, to benefit somebody, anything that will bring him closer to Allah is all in the path of Allah. This is a very, very broad concept. So this is what Allah is saying, Those who spend in the cause of Allah. So this might be anything that brings a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. He's spending on the house of Allah Ta'ala, that is Fisabilillah. He's spending to bring, to spend on the education of deen, talim of deen, on teaching children how to recite Quran Sharif. That is also part of deen. That is also getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. A person spends in fulfilling his duty to take care of his family. That too, if he has the niyat of sadaqah, he gets rewarded with the niyat of sadaqah. Now, this is an everyday thing. An everyday thing that we do, but we just deprive ourselves of this tremendous benefit, merely because of not making that conscious niyat. There is one right uh, of this nature, that in serving the guest, in serving the guest, then a person is not responsible or, or taken to task for israf. He's doing it out of love, muhabbat, to serve the guest. But now he's doing something a little extra. That's not israf. He's not right. doing it to show anybody. He's not doing it to keep up with somebody else's standards hmm. or to compete with someone else. And because that's become the norm now, so he's having a function, they must have it. What happened on that style? 
but he's invited some guests. So, now he's spending a little bit extra on serving them, that is not part of Israel. So one person mentioned, Alhamdulillah, whenever I buy anything, I always make the niyat, inshallah, there'll be some mehman who will partake of this. So my intention at the time of purchasing it is that inshallah, some mehman, some, some guests will come. And the thing that has been noticed is that this particular person, there's barely a week that goes by that he hasn't had some guest or the other. There's always somebody or the other. And he is well known for it that there's always somebody or the other that's a mehman at his house. To the extent that he sometimes somebody has just come to town but passing by and someone else has met him, how are you, where you are, when you're going, did you have lunch? Let me just force also. He'll take you for lunch. <laughs> Maybe he can't take him for his, on his own. He doesn't offer that. I'll take you. He says, I'll go so and so. Or he'll take you alone. <laughs> but the lesson in this is that, mashallah, the person's intention. <laughs> so now, whether that mehman came or didn't come, whether that guest came or didn't come, Abdullah, this, if he did something extra, also he got the extra thought. <laughs> so anything that takes a person closer to Allah, to the extent that, that's what he spends on an animal. There's Hadith Sharif in Bukhari Sharif, the very, very well known, famous Hadith. There's one Hadith which pertains to a woman, one pertains to a man. Both the incidents are very similar, but they are two independent incidents. But the very similar part of it is, both were thirsty, they went into a well to get the water out because there was nothing available to bring the water out. They went down to get the water. When they come out, there is this dog, that man's incident, he went down and came up. He sees this dog is thirsty and dying out of thirst. And this woman also was passing there and she saw this dog dying out of thirst. So she pulled out some water, lowered her sock with her scarf and pulled out some water. Hmm. And the result of this was, Allah Ta'ala forgave them. Despite this woman having been a very, very immodest person at that stage in time. But because of this good deed, Allah Ta'ala forgave her. And that became the turning point in her life. Often sometimes we hear this kind of hadith, it appears to us, well, okay, I just need to just get one thing right, then do as I want, inshallah it will be fine for me. But that's not what is meant. One is, that if that act got accepted in the court of Allah Ta'ala, and on the day of Qiyabat, Allah Ta'ala made that the means of somebody's forgiveness, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala's prerogative. But what is actually normally the issue? That something that gets accepted becomes the turning point in the person's life. The person was in a completely different direction, and suddenly something just becomes a turning point. Some good deed he did, that was a moment of acceptance and he did it with that kind of sincerity, it turned his whole life around. The many, many incidents of the pious personalities, that somebody made some, did something of respect, picked up the name of Allah Ta'ala, there's a line in the gutter, and respected it, Allah Ta'ala turned his heart. So the person addicted to his bottle, and in that drunken state, he's coming past and he sees this paper line, realizes what it is, takes it, portions it, puts it on a high place, 
and he goes to sleep that night and he sees this dream that he is being told from an unseen voice that you showed respect to our name, we will give you respect. And the next day when he woke up, his heart was a different, there was a different feeling. And he turned to the pious people of the time. That became the turning point of the time and he becomes among the great awliya of the time. Mm. But that particular incident, he didn't deprive himself. He didn't let it go that, well now, somebody else will pick it up. Sometimes it's just one thing, which it seems like it's one of those things, by the way, but you don't know what, what it might be, but that might be the moment. And a person took that opportunity, he didn't let it go by. That might just become the turning point. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Manzal Allah. So this ayat was revealed. Who is it that will spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala? That the example of those who spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala is like a person, Kamasali Habbatin. It's like the example of one seed. That seed was planted, then it grew seven ears of corn. And in every ear of corn, there's a hundred seeds. Now one seed, it brought about seven hundred seeds. Mm. But that's just the minimum. Wallahu yudha'ifu yasha. But when this ayat was revealed, Nabi Salaam was so eager for his ummah to take more. Nabi Salaam made dua to Allah Ta'ala, Allahumma zid ummati. Allah give my ummah even more. So on this dua, this next ayat was revealed. Manzal ladhi yukhridu Allah qardan hasana. Fayudha'ifu lahu, fayudha'ifuhu lahu ad'afan kathira. Allah Ta'ala will multiply it manifold. When this ayat was revealed, one Sahabi Abu Dahdar he heard this, he came to Rasulullah Allah Ta'ala really is asking us for a loan. Allah Ta'ala is most independent and Allah Ta'ala truly wants a loan from us. Me said, yes, Allah Ta'ala is asking for a loan. Meaning, Allah Ta'ala is asking you to spend in his path so that that becomes the means of your gaining the akhirah. Hmm. You understood it? He said, stretch your hand out. He said to Rasulullah, stretch your hand out. Nabi Salaam stretches his hand out. He puts his hand in the hand of Nabi Salaam and he says, I am hereby, I have two orchards, part of Allah Ta'ala. Mm-hmm. One had 600 date palms in it. Nabi Salaam said, no, you keep one for the needs of your family and then accepted the other one. Now the other one, his family was in that orchard at that time, staying in there. So he comes, after having done this deal with Nabi Sallallahu He comes and he stands outside. Doesn't even come inside. Because he's given this away now. And he calls out to his wife from outside. And he says, Ya Ummad Dahdah, Ukhruji. Oh mother of Dahdah, come out of this garden now. It's no more worse. He's not even coming inside himself. So he's given it away to Allah Ta'ala. That wife was also such a wife. He says, what a wonderful bargain. How excellent. We've given it away to Allah Ta'ala. MashaAllah, how excellent. So this was that enthusiasm and that zeal. But now this part of the ayat of the Quran Sharif, just that hadith we were talking about, when the first ayat was revealed, Nabi Salaam said, Ya Allah, give my ummah more. This ayat was revealed. Upon this again, Nabi Salaam said, Allahumma zidni ummati. Ya Allah, give my ummah even more. Hmm. Even more, Allah has already promised Allah will multiply many, many fold. So on this 
On that came this ayat. إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Allah Ta'ala gives those who are patient limitless. Hmm. Where's the link? The link is the person who truly adopts somebody is giving a lot. Can't be seen what he's giving. Person spending some wealth is visible. He gave something, or if nobody sees it too, he can see what he's giving. It's something tangible, something that can be seen. But a person adopting sabr is spending a lot from inside. He's spending his emotions by suppressing it. So he's making a lot of, taking, making a great sacrifice within himself. Now this too is a sacrifice, it's an external sacrifice, it's a material sacrifice. This emotional sacrifice is far beyond. Many a person is ready to make all the material sacrifices. But emotionally, his response is, don't tramp my toes. Don't tramp my toes, I can't take it. <laughs> that is where this real sacrifice comes. This is now beyond all these things. All these things are very great. Beyond all this, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ So, this giving Allah Ta'ala alone, one explanation of this is, this is meaning that just as a person helps somebody, he gives somebody a loan, for example. So in reality, he's not just giving that person a loan, but he's giving it to Allah Ta'ala in the sense that the reward will come from Allah Ta'ala. Mm. Yeah. Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, the person who gives somebody a loan. So the reward of this is that he's given double the amount in charity per day. So that's a very great virtue. That's one meaning of it. But that's obviously a great virtue to give the loan. But at the same time, it's a very great responsibility to then return the loan also. Otherwise, somebody heard that virtue, that till the due date, he gets the reward of sadaqah, double the amount, or to the equivalent amount. And after the due date, if it still wasn't paid, he gets double that amount sadaqah reward. <laughs> So somebody said, no, as long as I don't pay, he will get double rewards. <laughs> give him all the rewards. But giving him the rewards and how much it, of the sin you're taking on your head. Because the Vishlasam says, Matalul Ghaniyi Ghulmun. A person who has the ability to pay and he still delays. This is Zulm. This is oppression. And oppression, oppression is one of the major sins. The person who has the funds, Meaning, he's able to pay, not that he doesn't have, now he's spending on luxuries and not paying his, what he's due to others. He's having a nice life, but his credit is already. That is good. <coughs> so the thing is that, just as it's a great virtue to lend that money, it's also a great responsibility to pay it according to the agreement and arrangement. So this is one explanation that lending some money to somebody and 
that too is a very great virtue that somebody is down and out, somebody has some need to help him. To feel that what is the situation of the next person. You see, something sometimes we don't appreciate what is the next person's condition and situation. There was one king, the previous days, kings also had a lot of correct thinking. One king had sent his son into the company of an ustad to be trained, nurtured. One day he came to just see what's going on. So when he came at that time, he sees his ustad is riding on a horse and the prince now, he is running along behind the horse. The king saw this and he got very upset within himself, he got very hurt about it. But one is okay, fine, he what you call, didn't give him to ride the horse that he's riding, put him on a different horse. But now he's making him run along behind like one beggar. So he got very annoyed by this. But he nevertheless kept quiet about it. He didn't just say anything. And this is truly the Kamal of a person. This is a person's achievement and something of great, uh, this is something of value. That he can keep calm in a situation that suddenly is provoking and analyze what is going on. Think carefully. Think of what is the right thing to do now. What is the right thing to say. So the right thing here was, okay, ask. So he got it. That's a part of insan. That he just suddenly sees something, hears something, it might just upset him. Whatever he felt inside, he left it inside. Then he asked that start after a while, said that uh, any reason why you did this, you riding and you making the prince run behind you, in a nice way, calm way, he asked him. So start replied and said that in a short while, maybe it might be a few years, in a few years time, he's going to be the king. Don't know how long, but in a short while, he'll be the king. When he'll be the king, if he has never understood what it means to be running along behind somebody, and taking the difficulty, hmm. how he's going to appreciate the pain of his subjects. Hmm. Now he's going through it also. Now he's going through it, he will also remember that. The day when he's sitting on the throne, he will remember what it means to be having a bit of a struggle. And when he's never seen that part of life, he's never had that experience ever, and he'll be arrogant and proud. He'll be somebody that will be just oppressing people and think nothing about it. Because he's never experienced what they feel. He's never had that experience that what it means to be hungry someday. What it means that a person now came home and there's no food available. Or somebody walked back home and now this somebody is sick but there's nothing available to give the person any medicine, take the person to the doctor. So what it means, all this he has no idea of it. How is he going to appreciate that? And how is he going to be now having some empathy for this? some kind of compassion for this. As a king, he needs to have all this. So now, without having gone through that experience, he'll never be able to understand this. I'm putting him through this deliberately, in order so that tomorrow, when he's sitting on the throne, he'll understand what it means. And he'll be able to be compassionate. So there was this kind of thinking, this forward thinking, this is forward thinking, that how to create the right values, our forward thinking is, nowadays in dunya, the forward thinking is how to increase dunya only. That's mm -hmm. the forward thinking. 
But the real forward thinking is how to create true values. So in any case, this is one meaning of helping somebody monetarily. But among the various explanations of this, one explanation also is التسبيح والتقديف various explanations this is one explanation of who will give Allah Ta'ala a good loan that who will be engaged in glorifying Allah Ta'ala reciting the tasbih of this too is included in that now what is this how can this be a loan again not loan in the sense that Allah Ta'ala is in need of anything but this too is a loan in the sense that it's an effort that a person made he took the time to sit down, to remember Allah Ta'ala, not to be unmindful of Allah Ta'ala. So that was now he spent something, he spent his time, he spent some energy, he spent some whatever effort was involved, hardly anything effort involved, but whatever it was, Allah Ta'ala doesn't let that go in vain. It's like a person gave somebody a loan, but that person pays back more, without any preconditions. Allah Ta'ala pays back beyond what a person can imagine. So now this is one of the explanations, tasbih wa taqdeez. Taking it further from there, every good act that a person does will fall in that same category. He's at home and he's dealing with his family in a positive manner. Why? Because he wants to make this a loan to Allah Ta'ala in the context that we are talking about. He is dealing with his neighbors in a manner that will bring them, will, will be fulfilling their rights, will be being kind and compassionate to them. Why? This must become a loan to Allah Ta'ala. He is treating others in a good manner. Why? This must become a loan to Allah Ta'ala. Every act that a person does that will bring him closer to Allah Ta'ala. This is all like a loan to Allah Ta'ala. That words of solace and comfort he said to somebody took that effort to do that to make somebody feel to console him, make him feel comfortable, then becomes a loan to Allah Ta'ala. Loan to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala rewards with beyond what he can imagine. So one is that monetary spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala, that is obviously a very, very great thing. The Hadith Sharif that we decided at the beginning, the Islam says, Sadaqa, it extinguishes the wrath of Allah Ta'ala, meaning it holds back azab. Sadaqa holds back azab. And therefore we should be regularly and daily giving some sadaqah, even if it's just a small amount too. Because what, what we get in, ourselves involved in, only Allah Ta'ala's clemency, His tolerance, His mercy, that azab hasn't already come upon us. So the sadaqah is something to give daily, even some small amount, one rand, fifty cents, ten cents, daily. And it saves a person from a bad debt. So this daily sadaqa, this is something to do all the time. And together with that, in this broader explanation of it, every good act that a person will do, that good act is a loan to Allah Ta'ala. Loan to Allah Ta'ala, it will bring back the benefits and reward in dunya and in akhirat. That woman fed that dog water, that was a loan. The reward of that came, Allah Ta'ala forgave her. Give a jannat. There are so many instances in dunya that a person sometimes, Allah makes it obvious. Just one person mentioned now, it was Eid or just maybe day before Eid or something, that his domestic servant was now going. So he said, well, it's Eid. So as an Eid, because now this is what 
a Muslim highlight. A Muslim doesn't highlight the celebrations of others. He's got nothing to do with the celebration of others. His celebration is Eid. So he won't enhance somebody else's celebration. Other celebrations are sometimes steeped in shirk. So now he's wishing people marry this and marry that. But that's steeped in shirk. So he will highlight his celebration. The celebrations that Nabi Islam has given us. Eid. So as a token of happiness. So he said, okay, the domestic servant also gave something. But he made the niyat of sadaqah. Now just at the time that he was giving this, he didn't think anything more than that. He just made the niyat of sadaqah and gave it. Very about half an hour later or something, one hour later, he got a call that some very close family person was involved in an accident. And the accident was, say, the, it was like a miracle that everybody came out without a scratch. Some small whatever happened, but nothing. Everybody was fine, perfectly fine. The car was badly damaged, but whatever it is. Now he just happened to ask when this happened, what time it happened, but it just happened that when he was giving something, he was conscious of the time. The time when he was giving that sadaka was approximately the same time that the accident happened. This is something Allah sometimes makes it obvious, makes it apparent. But it's to be done only for Allah's pleasure. That is one, and all these acts of goodness, everything that we do. So while the good brings good reactions, at the same time, what is very, very important to save ourselves from the opposite. If that sadaqah becomes a loan to Allah Ta'ala in the sense that it brings down reward, brings down benefits, then the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala brings down the opposite also. Hmm. That becomes a very negative loan, so to say. And this is something which is explained in many ahadith that how sins become the barrier to so many things, how it brings down difficulties and hardships. It's explained in the Quran Sharif itself. So this is something that we need to be keeping ourselves far away from and doing as much as we can. Everything Nabi Islam says, La tahtiranna min al ma'rufi shay'a. Don't regard any good action as trivial. Even if it means you meeting your fellow Muslim with a smiling face, don't think that what is this now? I just that too, if it is done with ikhlas, with sincerity, with a clean heart, that too becomes a means of gaining the closeness of Allah. Not to ever regard any good action as minor, as trivial, as something by the way. You don't know what could be that very moment that is a moment of great acceptance. And a person did something with sincerity at that time, it becomes a turning point in his life. Allah Ta'ala give us the topic. Ya Rabbi, salli wa sallim daima abada 
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزاهم عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله لا اله الا الله 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 صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عما نواله Allah 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 
اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان فاحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا إنك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه إن الله لا يخلف الميعاد إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive all our sins يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله forgive the sins of the day and night يا الله forgive our families يا الله forgive our friends and relatives يا الله forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله forgive the ummah يا الله show your rahmat on the ummah يا الله Show your maghfirat in the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, remove the difficulties and hardships of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant each one, Ya Allah, the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Grant us and the entire Ummah the tawfiq of staying away from such things that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, remove all the evil qualities from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of Deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the A'mal of Deen, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Give us the tawfiq of all the righteous A'mal, Ya Allah. Save us from all the vices and sins, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, this great ni'mat and bounty of yours, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, how much it is abused, Ya Allah. Allah, you save us from this terrible sin, Ya Allah. Save us from this ingratitude, Ya Allah. Save us from this great injustice we do, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah, enable us to use every limb and organ according to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Save us from using any of your ni'mat to break your command, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq of Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, doing everything that will please you, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who have passed away, make their complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Those who are sick, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustafirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Those who have financial problems, remove with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, Ya Allah. The time of our death, take us with the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Take our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from all the batil, Ya Allah. Save us from all the isms, Ya Allah. Save us from all the deviation, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, without your help we cannot save ourselves, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves with the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata'in. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata'in. Fa'innaka in takilna ila anfusina, takilna ila da'fi wa zambi wa awrati wa khati'ah. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, protect us like the little baby looked after Ya Allah. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Ilahu al-alameen, Ya Allah, we are most weak, Ya Allah. Extremely weak, Ya Allah. 
ilahul alamin we cannot do anything allah ilahul alamin only your help that something will be done allah you enable us to allah fulfill everything that you have commanded allah but you keep us in your obedience allah you save us in your disobedience allah ilahul alamin fill our hearts with all the akhlaq hamida allah ya allah remove all the akhlaq razila from us allah ilahul alamin ya allah Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for, Ya Allah. We also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sought refuge from, Allah, you grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Remove each one's hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant every good to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bless us with the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Remove our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunaniyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min shabi musta'adaka min hunaniyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-alayhi al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alayhi wa sallam 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 wa alay